Welcome to another episode of Ethan and I Support Natalie Podcast. No, 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 no. Okay, but do it for real this time. Okay, well... Welcome to another episode of Eat, Chit, and Dice, a fortnightly podcast of board games and sometimes food. I'm John D, and with me as always is... That's me, Jared. Yep, because we're so excited to have Jared here. Yeah. Anyway, what are we talking about this week, Jared? Episode 42, the life... The, what the... <laughs> See, this is what happens when, you, when you're like, oh, let's, let's restart, let's do it again. Episode 42, the answer to life, the universe, and Gen Con. What's the answer to Gen Con? Spending too much money. That's right. So what you wrote here is games we likes, saw, want, or bought. Yeah, well, it's games we likes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, what what games? Do we likes? What games do we likes? (laughs) Well, okay, so the last episode, when we were talking about the the game Gen Con preview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I brought up Monster Crunch and you were like, shut up. What is this? Yeah. So now we have both picked up Monster Crunch. That's correct. Um, And I feel like it was kind of this little silent hit of Gen Con because um, I saw a lot of people picking up this game and they were this little booth that was kind of in the back of the convention and lots of people were buying this game. So um, I think it warrants another mention. Um, and I think that when I went there and talked to them, I asked if there was a representative from the cereal company company there so that and I could there complain. Was. No. Well, there, there was Count Chocula. Okay. Okay. Count Chocula, Count Chocula was Chocula. there. I have my picture with Count Chocula. The reason that I asked is because I was upset. So you can get Booberry, Frankenberry, and Count Chocula at mm-hmm. stores, but you cannot Only get... Only at Halloween. Yeah, you can't get Fruit Brute. They haven't made that since, like, 1982. I know! Because it's gross. No, it's not gross. How I mean, m- it's like cherry and, and lime yeah. cereal. People still like Ugh. Fruit Loops. Yeah, that's so. Fair. So just buy Fruit Loops. It's not the same, and you know it. I actually you know have never had Fruit Brute yeah, cereal. Yeah, okay. Well, when I showed my husband um, the Monster Crunch cereal, he uh, pointed at Fruit Brute and he's like, who is that? Right? <laughs> See, so was. I want to air my grievances. Yeah. It's bring fair. back Fruit Brute. We're going to, let's start it right now. Hashtag bring back Fruit Brute. Hashtag bring back Fruit Brute. Hashtag bring back Fruit Brute. Yeah. So I actually played. Oh, yeah. Played what are we talking about? We're talking Monster about this milk Crunch. game. Okay. Monster Crunch. I actually played Monster Crunch. Yes. Did you, when you bought it, you got a free box of cereal? I did. Yeah. Did you get a free box of cereal? Yeah, when but you they didn't have the one, one that I want. So Kat uh, just was like. Which one did you she want? She got uh, Count Chocula because I said I don't care. Which one did you want? Fruit Brute. Oh, well, of course they, they don't make Fruit Brute. <laughs> fruit Brute. We they don't just. Make Fruit Brute. I know. I got Count Chocula, and my husband was very disappointed because I ate it all before he got a bowl of it. Oh, I think we still have some. He's really upset. But he can't have it. Yeah. So I told him, you know, for the week following Gen Con, I told him, if you want a bowl of this, you need to eat it now. And he said, oh, I'm too tired to eat cereal before I go to work in the oh, morning. okay. Well, I warned him. I feel like the fact that he didn't get a bowl of it is his fault. Yeah. Well, especially since he can just go to, like, Target and buy a box. At Halloween. Well, if they had them at Gen Con, that means they should have them now. No, because it was a special deal that they got because oh, it was a licensed game. Well, yeah, but it, obviously if they're doing a run of the serial, they're not just going to do like, OK, we have 200 copies of this game at Gen Con. Yeah, I don't know. Set up the production line. We're going to make 200 copies of serial. 
Unless they have, unless have they them produce left over the game, from last year. or or it's the production for this upcoming Halloween. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If yeah. if they've already produced the cereal, it'll be coming out this. Yeah, Halloween. you might be able to get it in the store now. Yeah, I don't know. Look, I don't work for Target. I know, but you know, either way, we know the game is going to be. Target. We know the game's going to be at Target soon because that company usually does Target exclusives. Yes. And. Uh, okay, so what? <laughs> shut up. Go back. What is this game, John? Dude? Okay, so <laughs> even though I know. So it's the breakfast cereal, or it's the breakfast battle game, Monster Crunch. Yeah. And you play, you you pick one of the cereal. Um, fruit brute. You can you can be fruit brute, boo berry, Frankenberry, Count Chocula, or what's the mummy's name? Yummy um, mummy. Yummy mummy. I'm sorry, um, it's actually fruity, fruity yummy mummy. Yummy but mummy. <laughs> that's a cereal they don't make anymore either. So correct. It's fine. Correct. So each of the characters have two different um, powers that you can use throughout the game. And then the game is really just a matter of um, you play a number and then you have to meet or beat the last player's number that they played. So the mechanics aren't like anything terribly new. It's all about trying to whoever eats the most cereal. Yeah, it's like a trick-taking game, right? That's the way that the guy explained it to me. Yeah, it's basically... basically, I haven't played my copy yet. I I bought it um, Um, because John D... Everybody starts with this game was happening. Yeah, everybody starts with one milk token. If you are if you pass first, then you get to take a milk token. Whoever's the last player in the round doesn't get a milk token because they are the last player in the round. Um, but they get to be the first player to play in the next round. So and you can use the milk tokens to play to combine cards so that you can be like, oh, I'm going to screw the other players because I'm going to use my milk token so I can play two eights. And now I'm playing a 16. Well, I do like that the card backs. So this is a game that I would sleeve in clear. Yeah, because the card backs are are cool. Yeah. Uh, um, whoa. Do you hear that? Did you hear that? That was weird. I'm sure it's fine. It's still recording. Um, the, uh, the fruit backs, the fruit, the backs, fruit backs, the card backs look like the old cereal. They do. They, they look do. like the old boxes of cereal. And which I think is I think it's pretty cool. Everybody's like little player board looks like a bowl of, yeah, it's that a bowl cereal. of cereal. Um, the, the components are actually like the actual chipboard components are pretty good. The cards are a little thin, so well, it's another reason. Sense. It's another reason I would say definitely sleeve the game um, because the cards are a little thin. I mean, um, this isn't like a. I mean, it is a board game company, but it's not like it's not a company that is like for gamers. Like this game is made. It's a mass market game. Yeah, yeah. So they're not gonna do you know like black core right right 120 gsm linen they're not going to do any of that they're going to be like what is the cheapest we can make this game yeah what is the and that's fair although i will say stock? that the the chip components are actually really really nice components so well okay so the publisher is big g creative um, they also made the bob ross game general mills related or it's just no, some new publisher it's the same people that made the bob ross game the new Bob Ross game or the original Bob Ross? The Art game? of Chill. Both Bob Ross games. Yes, both both Bob Ross games. Um, so. Okay, so I'm looking at the games that they publish, and every single one of these is a Target exclusive. Yes. Yeah. Yep. They only do like Target yes. exclusive games. So um, they they've done the Brady Bunch game, yep. the Home Alone game. Both of those were available at Gen Con, yes. but they did that, that didn't catch my eye. Um, no, How to Rob a Bank, either. which is actually probably their best game. I don't know. The Art of Chill is is good. Um, I don't know what Shifty Eyed Spies is. I've seen it at Target. I've never picked it up. I haven't even looked at it. 
uh, and the wizard always wins is another game that they've done that I, again, know nothing about. I know that it's currently available for 70% off at Target if your Target has any left. So it might be a bad game or it might be a good game. It might be a game they just don't want any more of. I don't know. Oh, this, this this cat has some. Has an opinion. Yeah. Yep. But, you know, it's a fun little game. It's not. I mean, the mechanics aren't anything new or special. Um, I think without the theme, the game wouldn't really be a win at all. Yeah. I think matched with the theme, it's a fun game. And I'd say, you know, for the price, grab it. Well, yeah, because I only bought it because of the cereal. Yes, I only bought it because of the theme, because I thought the theme was fun. And if you play games with, like, light gamers or people that aren't gamers or kids, then definitely pick up the game. Um, It's not going to be a game you're going to want to play with, like, heavy gamers Mm, at all. But it's a good filler game or a good game to play with families. Or if you just like food games or fun theme games, if you're not going to play it, it's a really cool box and a really cool theme. So... I have no regrets on having bought that game. So they did this last year. They did it again this year. Renegade Games just decides, uh, hey, everybody, some more stuff for Clank is coming out. And they don't tell anybody ahead of time. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Last year, they made everybody really mad, though, because I don't remember exact details about it, but they they made everybody pretty mad about it. Did last year, didn't they? Um, So Clank in Space was announced at trade day which is that wednesday of gen con that's Mm -hmm. for like retailers and media people and publishers and stuff like that um and then they were like hey this game's coming out we have 500 copies Mm -hmm. good luck and i'm pretty sure they just sold out on the first day this year they also sold out on the first day but they had like hey we're gonna have like 25 copies maybe we'll have some more in the morning uh, but anyway, it's um, Clank in Space Apocalypse and yes, and Clank Expeditions Gold and Silk. So one of these is an actual expansion box. Mm-hmm. Um, Clank in Space Apocalypse is another standalone. Yes. Uh, no, it's uh, it's an expansion for Clank in Space. OK, well, um, Clank Expeditions Gold and Silk is also an expansion. Yes. Um, it's not even a box. It's in like a right because it's just a map and some new tokens. Yes. But. Clank, I'm just going to call it Clank Apocalypse. Look, I'm not going to say the whole thing. Um, So Apocalypse is a new board, new deck of cards, all new everything, like a new boss. It's a whole new big box expansion, basically. Right. Um, Gold and Silk is just a new board and like... And some tokens. Yeah. Just a couple of tokens. It so was it's a $16 a, expansion. It's a mini expansion. I yeah. think it'd be fair to call it. So it's it's a new board. And then yeah. you also get new adventurers that are thematic to the board. Mm-hmm. They could have just released it as a new board. And they had some promo cards. Yes. Yes. <sighs> okay, I gotta be honest here. I love Clank. And yes. I will buy all I think of these. you're going to say the same thing that I'm going to say. I feel like they're milking this at this yes. point. Yes. There are, this game has... More expansions. And they don't, they aren't really that needed. I feel like they're just milking this, milking the popularity of this game. I mean, I bought both of them. Well, and I'm going to. They were sold out of Clankin' the Apocalypse by the time I was able to get over there. I will still buy it. They are totally milking this. It's a great game. I love it. And both of them are on your 10 by 10. Yeah. That you probably, <laughs> probably, probably won't, won't finish. But still, they are totally milking yeah. this. Yes. And I'm going to keep buying them. But yeah. yes, I 100% agree with you. Why? 
Why is there more? Right? Like, <laughs> because they're making money off of they it. They are. Because people like us will buy it even though, is it needed? No. The game was solid without all these expansions. The expansions are probably legitimately bogging the game down. Um, so I don't mind. I haven't played the, with the expansions, so I don't know for sure. Like, Clank in Space is great. Yeah. I don't know if Apocalypse will bog it down or not. Like, honestly, until I play it, I can't say that. But sometimes, like, companies, when they milk things like this, they legitimately kind of bog things down instead of, like, making the game. Like, expansions don't always improve the game. Well, I think that... Gold and Silk, at least, is just a new map. Yeah, it's just a new it's map. It's just a new map, and you get new tokens to be like, okay, well, thematically... Yeah, that's just milking it, it You're right not there. an adventure here, you're you're a miner. Yeah. Sure. Just a new map. Yeah, yeah. The Apocalypse, at least, is an ex- it's a legitimate expansion with new cards, new, cards, new yeah. things to do. So that one I don't mind as much, but... I mean, yeah, I, I, I bought both of them. Constantly coming out Gotta with new boards and new tokens. I mean, they're milking this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they are so milking it. It just seems a little silly. I don't mind it. I don't mind because, it. Because, again, no it, one's it forcing you to buy it. the game fresh. Yeah. No I mean, one's forcing you to, like, they're not saying, like, hey, you can't play your game anymore. Right. It's no good. It's not like you the game the becomes obsolete if right. you don't buy the new right. map. So if it was digital, if it was a digital game and they said, hey, um, we're not going to support you know, your game anymore. It's cool that you've been playing Destiny. That's awesome. But if you want to play the game anymore, you have to buy this new expansion. And by the way, all the maps that you had access to, um, well, now they go up to level like, you know, it's a higher level than right. you can go to in the base game. So you have to all you can't play the original game anymore unless you yeah. buy the expansion. That's legitimate. It's, but yeah, it's they're totally that. they're totally milking it. It does seem um, a little silly, but that's OK. And it's not like Clank's a great it's game. not like terraforming Mars where some of the expansions legitimately like their whole new game break the game. Like I think Venus Next That's a whole different is, game. That's not even terraforming Mars anymore. Well, no, Venus Next actually like goes with the game, but all the cards like Yeah, but it completely suck. changes It does. It changes the game and honestly, I think it bogs down the game big time. So at least Well, don't tell Bonacore. <laughs> You know, I don't people. He has people's money. They bought it. So whatever. Um, (laughs) I don't mind the Terraforming Mars expansions. I don't either. Because Terraforming Mars is a is a game that I will always say. There's more content. Cool. Well, yeah, same. I'm not sure now that I played with Venus next. I'm not sure I'll play with Venus next ever again. Um, But it it was it, it made the game so much longer and. I unfortunately started playing the game that night at midnight. Oh, that yeah, was a that's your mistake. big mistake. Yeah. But um, anyway, that, that that game wasn't even on our list. No. But even though there wasn't a Gen Con expansion, um, uh, it was sort a, of. Yeah, it was the pre pre release. Yeah, prelude. But uh, anyway, um, yeah. Okay, well that's that's my Clank rant. I think it's a great game. Um, it is. If you have not, here's what I'll say. If you're playing Clank in Space or Clank and you haven't got to the point where you're saying like, man, this game's getting boring. We've done all this. We've seen all this. You don't need the expansion. If you've played Clank or Clank in Space, like, I don't know, a couple dozen times and you're looking to get some kind of refreshing out of it. Sure. Check out the expansions. Or if you love the game and you think that you're going to play it enough, just go ahead and grab the expansion now. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, uh, and we'll get to another game on the list that I kind of feel the same way about, but in the opposite way. Okay. But we'll get fair. to that. Yep. 
Um, okay, so Altiplano. Yes. Um, now, does that, does that mean something? I don't know. I haven't looked it up. Oh. Am I? <laughs> I don't even know if I'm saying it right. I assume I'm saying it right. Um, it is Spanish for high plain. Oh, well, that makes sense. Do llamas live there? They I'm are sorry, llamas. they're alpacas. They're alpacas. Anyway, so it's another renegade game since we were just talking about renegade games. Oh. Oh, what? There is an alpaca farm. Okay. 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 Um, I'm not going to try to pronounce this because it's Spanish. Okay. Um, but yes, there is in fact a alpaca farm. Alpaca farm. Okay. So um, Altiplano is a bag building resource management worker placement game. And so the bag building part basically does a really cool job of kind of making it feel like a um, deck building game. So you have your resources and you, as you're pulling them out of the bag, you don't actually put any of them back into the bag until your bag becomes empty. Just like if you were playing a work placement game or worker placement, a deck building game, you don't, you don't shuffle your discard pile until, you know, until you don't have any more draw cards. So I think that that was a really cool bag building mechanic that, so you have like this little tiny container and all of your resources get dumped in there as you use them and you don't put them back into your bag until your bag's empty. So I thought that was actually uh, really cool. So in a lot of games like this, as you use your resources, they're gone and you don't get them back. In this game, you actually keep them. So as you're using them, they don't go away. They go back into your container as you're using them and you get them back, but they you don't actually get to use them again until you've used them all out of your bag and then they all get dumped back in there. So I thought that was a really neat mechanic that I don't think I've seen before, but I haven't played a lot of bag building games. Um, Yeah, I feel like if you gave me time to think, I could probably come up with maybe like one or two other games that are like that. I know I've played something similar to that, but I don't remember what. Yeah, I haven't played a lot of bag building games. I'm not saying exactly the same, just similar. But it was really cool and I liked it. Um, other people I've seen have compared this game to Orleans, Mm -hmm. um, and said that it's heavier than Orleans. So if you, if you like Orleans, but want a slightly heavier game, then Altiplano might be for you. But if you don't want something heavier, they prefer Orleans over it. I can't, I can't say whether or not that comparison is, is fair or not, because I've not played Orleans. So one thing I do want to mention, and this may not be an issue anymore, they this may be resolved with like the newer print run. So the original print run of the game, the chitboards had some issues. Like, oh no, it's not been resolved. Oh okay. Nope. Okay, well. Go ahead and finish your your comment. Um, okay, well I guess it has not been resolved. There are issues with the chitboards. Um, the adhesive that they use to affix the paper to the cardboard didn't like dry correctly on i guess every run of the game maybe the whatever factory they're using can't handle chipboard yeah so that's interesting i would have thought that that would have been fixed that's why i haven't bought the game so um it's it wasn't apparently as bad because when we were punching the game um we just had to be careful because i was warned that that would be an (laughs) issue so we were careful when we were punching it um, and I only had that issue maybe with a few of the things I punched with like the smaller items, mm-hmm. like with the bigger ones. I didn't have that problem at all. 
Um, but with some of the smaller items, I knew that that was going to be an issue. So um, we were just really careful. And this only affects the Renegade printing. Yes. Like the original DLP games printing. It, it costs more. But the component quality is apparently better. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm not your dad. I can't tell you what to do. Uh, I, I support Renegade games. I buy a lot of their products. But if you look at this game and you're like, I really want this game and I want it to last for a long time. Maybe look at the other version. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. The alternatives. The only we only had it, had it happen to a couple of the chits and we just used some super glue on them. Um, the containers on them, the, the, the thing that was irritating for me is the containers, like they, you have to fold them up into boxes and they won't stay. So mm. we had to super glue those so they'd stay. Um, but that's, that's going to happen pretty much with anything. Cause you, you know, the way that they're made, it's kind of hard to make when you fold them up, they're supposed to like stay together or whatever. And a lot of people are like, yeah, I super glued mine too. Now so. do, have they made an announcement about, there's an expansion coming out at Essen. Oh, cool. but I don't know if Renegade is publishing that they didn't say but i didn't ask fair enough i didn't know that there was an expansion for it well not yet but i enjoyed the game very very much when i played it over the weekend and if an expansion does come out for it i would i would definitely buy it okay so, well there you go it's really fun um, and the alpaca first player marker is super adorable yes and it kind of reminds why... me kind of reminds me of the emperor's new groove well now i'm excited to talk about this yeah i'm holding in my hand a box Yeah, I'm like kind of salivating at this one. So here's the deal. Um, I think if you're an average listener to this podcast, you know how John D and I feel about Red Raven games. I own every single one of the games that they have published, with the exception of the second edition of one of their first games. Um, So at Origins, I was talking to the guy that does all their games and he he was like, hey, do you want to see this, this new thing that, that we've got coming out soon? And I was like, yeah, of course. I yeah, I do want to see it. So it's called Mega Land. It is. Target exclusive. It is a I would say the best comparison would be. It's like a riff on near and far, but it's a press your luck card game. Ooh. Yeah. So Ooh. you have these characters and the characters don't matter. They're just they're just the standees. But you have like stats. So um, it's kind of like if you took if you took some of his other like near and far above and below and crossed it with Machi Koro. Oh, OK. So you have to buy these resource cards mm-hmm. for whatever their treasure cost is. And then various things will happen in the game that triggers them. Mm-hmm. So like the hospital you get two coins, which are your victory points, uh, for each time a player to your left or right falls. So if they press their luck and screw up and die, you get money off of it. Uh, or the there's this herb hut where if you fall, you can return with one of your treasures. Normally, since it's press your luck, if you fall, you don't get anything. But if you buy this hut, like, OK, you can. Cool. Um Normally, you have to spend all of your resources like at the end of every turn. They go away if you don't spend them. But if you buy a building, you can store items in the basements. So there's there's a little bit going on. And um, 
Well, we all know that Ryan Lockett is my favorite board yes. game designer. Yes, uh, he's also a multi instrumentalist. Oh, he's like <laughs> he's like a wunderkind. Yes, he does the art. He's he like does everything. He does the graphic design. He does the art. He does the game design. Well, not on this one. Um, this one has a second credit. Mallory, probably Luckett? his wife. Is that what, that's how we decided his name was Luckett. Lockett. Lockett. It's Ryan Lockett. All right. Well, I've met him, but well, uh, so but I don't know how to pronounce probably, his name. He's probably like the one one guy in the industry that if I met, I'd probably be like, you know, it'd be like meeting a rock star to me because. Yeah, he's my favorite designer, and I think he's, like, super awesome. Well, um, I mean, you know, I've got every single one of their games except for City of Iron the, Second Edition. I don't have edition. the first Empires of the Void, but I have the second one. Um, well, I don't even know what's different about City of Iron Second Edition. I don't have City of Iron. Oh, uh, well. Well, I don't have Second Edition, so... You, you you buy a second edition and then you'll have both problems solved. You'll have City of Iron and I can play second edition. That's fair. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I assume this is his his wife that probably helped out with the game design here. Um, well, I need that game. It's mm-hmm. a Target exclusive, so yes. I'm a little disappointed in uh, Red Raven Games for going the whole Target exclusive route. Uh, I'm really happy for him because that means he's well, made it the big I time. I think that's great, but I don't know. Like, I just... I have um, mixed feelings about the the idea of exclusive of target yeah, exclusive. That's, that's fine. Because that's it fair. just it it alienates the the friendly local game stores that are, in my opinion, kind of the backbone of the industry. Okay, I mean that's that's fair, and I'm I'm not saying that you're wrong, but at the same time, I mean congratulations to him for hitting a point where yes. Target is interested in one of his games. Yes, and so that's awesome for him. So I'm not like saying, you know, I hate you for doing that. And, and I, I would never Target's stop supporting gonna, him. Target's not going to take down local game stores. Like, yeah, there might no. be a, a, like one or two game stores that eventually will go out of business specifically because Target is carrying board games now. But if if they go out of business for that reason and that reason alone, um, there were other reasons. Oh, and yeah, I agree. But I, like I said, I have mixed feelings about the Target exclusive thing. Well, I'm really excited for him. Congratulations, Ryan. Good job. Yeah, All of your awesome. games are great. I've, yeah. told, I've told you this in person. This isn't this isn't some like. Yeah, I, yeah. I hope I can. I, I would like to meet him at some yeah. point because he's really he's nice. My favorite designer. He's real nice. OK, what is this? Um, we've talked about this like a bazillion times, but now you own it. I own it and have played it. Yeah. So um, I, honestly, so, you know, it was Robotech Ace Pilot. And you know how I left the one slot open on my 10 by 10 that I probably won't finish going? I think it's going to go into that one slot Um, because I loved it and it doesn't take very long to play through it. And so Robotech Ace Pilot is a dice game. And we also know that John D. loves dice games. Yeah. So it's I think it's kind of unique. Um, You know, it it, so it's got these little chits that go into a. I believe it's a four by four grid. Oh, I thought it was a three by three, but no. uh, but you own it, so I gotta remember. You own it and I don't, so who, I what do I know? F- it might be. Th- I can't remember. I think it's a four by four grid, but don't quote me on that because. Well, there are no images on BGG, so who knows? Anyway, so it's a grid, and it's got these. It might. Oh, be a th- it's a three by three. I I can see it now. Three by three. Yeah. 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 You're right. So it's it, these chits that go into a grid, and then you have um cards that represent all of the different heroes that you can play you roll the dice and you use the dice to purchase in your turn 
um, whichever hero you want to use to take out the Zentradi. The the trit chits in the grid are the Zentradi. Now, is this only the first saga? Okay, so as you know, without getting too much into it. Right, right. Robotech is not one anime. It, they, they like bastardize like yes. three different animes yes. to make them. So here's what I want to know. Is this just Macross? The first yes. series? Okay. Yes. It just covers because it covers up through when, when Rick destroys Chiron. Okay. Well, well spo- spoilers, Chanti. Oh, come on. It's come from on. the eighties. So but yes, this goes up through when Rick destroys Chiron. Okay. So uh, I believe that was the Um uh, gosh, what was what was that? That was Macross. That, ma- that was the Macross. That wasn't saga. Southern Cross. It was, no. but it was called something. It was. It was the Macross saga. saga. Y- Robotech, the Macross saga. Y- yes, but um, what were those things? Like the pods. What were those pods called? Oh. Not the Veritex. Um. I don't remember. Man, it's been a long time. It has since I, been, been. It's been a few years. It's been a since really long it. time. But anyway, um. So you use the dice to purchase the heroes that you want in each turn. And each of the heroes can destroy or or damage Zentradi or in, in the grid in different ways. So, for example, like Lisa Hayes can destroy, she can only she can only damage already damaged, she can only destroy already damaged Zentradi. Um, but she, and she can do that to three different. So you may not want to you may not want to use her if there are absolutely no damage Zentradi on the field because she would be useless. Um, so it, it's I think it's a really cool game. It has really really neat little mechanics. Um, I really enjoyed playing it. It doesn't take a long time to play. You can play up to four players. Um, I look for it. I'd like to try it. I've played two players now. I would like to try it with four. Is is Roy? I assume Roy is in the game. The Roy best Parker. character. Yes, Roy is in it. <laughs> Um, Roy is in it. Um, Lisa Hayes is in it. But not like Dana and those other stupid characters that aren't real. Um, hold on. Let's, let's look here. I'm Googling this. I believe Dana's in it. Um, let's see here. Minmay is definitely not in it. Minmay is not in it, but Minmay is, okay, okay, okay. Dana is from Southern Cross, so she should not be in this game. Okay, yeah, 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 you're right, you're right. Um, (laughs) Claudia is in it. Yeah, Claudia, yeah. Um, yeah, no, Dana's the daughter and, uh, yeah, she's not. Yes, real. she's not real. Yeah. Cause she, she's, she's so half human, half Zentradi from Robotech, like the next generation or the yeah. new generation, whatever they called it, which was uh, d- a different show. And it's very sad that she is the representation of, of, um, the two of them. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's a, they, that is not, show. it was not who, sh- who they would raise as their child. Max and Miria would well, have a much better child. So, yeah, um, I really like Taste Pilot and I would like to try it. You like Robotech. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> what? What is yeah, that? What? What? What's a Robotech? So I'd really like to try it with four players. So, you know, next time we have a game day, I think we um, should give it a try. All right. Well, I will play as Bowie Emerson. <laughs> okay. Oh, he's not. A, no. Uh, uh, he is also not in the game. He is not. Because he's from a different show. Yes, he is. That's when... Southern Cross. I thought they just called it Southern Cross. Um, I mean, in Japan, it's totally different. It, it, doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Okay. It doesn't matter. We're, we're going to talk about Forbidden Sky. Yes. 
The um, third in the trilogy. Yes. So that was with the two booths that was next to the booth that I worked, uh, where we had to stare at lines all forever. Yes. 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 Um, so Forbidden Sky is the third and hopefully not final in the Forbidden blah, blah, blah. The Forbidden blah, 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 blah. Well, there's Forbidden Desert. Yeah. Um, Forbidden Island was first, yeah, then it was yeah. followed up by Forbidden Desert, and now yeah. it's followed up by Forbidden Sky. They've been getting more and more complex, bigger, more components. Um, mm-hmm. Matt Leacock, the designer of Pandemic and these games, um, he's been doing them. Uh, it's sort of a story. Um, they kind of tell a story. I, I'm not going to go into it because I'm going to leave that for you to play. Um, but <sighs> this one's a little bit more fiddly. Is it? And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but be aware that if you expect this just to be a different version of Forbidden Desert or Forbidden Island, it's not. There's more going on here. Have you played it yet? I have played it one time. Okay. And woof. Don't like it so much Um, or it's just tougher? I don't know what I'm doing. Oh. So, okay. okay, So when I play Pandemic, we play on like Legendary Difficulty. Right, We play with a couple of the you know, the modules added in to make it harder and right. we win often. Right. I have no idea what the strategy is for <laughs> Forbidden Sky. I have no idea what I'm okay, doing. Okay, that scares me because you're a pretty prolific gamer. Well, I, I I think once you kind of figure out the the flow of the game, uh-huh. you'll you'll pick it up and okay. figure it out. But yeah, um I I have no idea. All right. It's real hard. All right, cool. So, yes, it's okay. So I just looked it up on BGG. It's got a weight of three out of five. Huh. Okay. So if you think about Forbidden Island, about how light of a game that is, how easy that is to pick up, maybe that can give you like a a reference point from what I'm talking about, about why I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, that's fair. Because it's complicated. Uh Uh-huh. But, I mean, it, it, it's the same co-op tile placement that you're used to out of the other Forbidden games. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's got the that meter where bad stuff happens and it ranks up in difficulty. But aside from that, um, what the heck is going on in this game? <laughs> well, it was certainly a popular title at Gen Con. So. Yes. Almost as popular as this other one that we're going to go into. Um, yes, Villainous. Yeah. was the other booth that was right by my booth that had a line for the first two days and then they sold out. So there was not a line anymore. To be fair, this game is available at retail. Uh, also if, at Target. If it's not sold out. Um, the reason that people were lining up, maybe, maybe the reason. Um, so Disney has these things called trading pins mm-hmm. that people go crazy over. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm one of those people. So, you know, they had a trading pin. That oh. you, like I no promo cards. It wasn't promo cards or anything like that. Like if you buy the game at retail, how much were they selling it for? Thirty five. OK, because mm-hmm. I was like because I knew at Target you could get it for thirty two dollars. Well, there you go. That's 10 so, percent because um, my friend Ryan was like, I don't want to stand in that line. And so he legit just stood out there on his phone and ordered oh, it yeah. from Target and was like, oh, done. Yeah. Yeah. OK, so you play as um, you play as a Disney villain. From one of the classic Disney movies. I don't know what that means. Classic Disney movie? Are they all classics? Uh, Disney would like to think they are. What, but what is a Disney classic? Well, the Disney classics generally are the ones that um, 
Uh-huh. But like the Toy Story people, Pixar, Pixar are not involved in the ones that are considered Disney classics. Okay. So. So like. Was Wreck-It Ralph a classic? No. <laughs> Wreck-It Ralph is not a classic. <laughs> what? Why not? Wreck-It Ralph is not a classic. What about so Frozen? Like, is Frozen a classic? Frozen would be a classic. That doesn't make any sense. I don't know. It's okay. Well, anyway, you play as a villain. If you're not playing as Ursula or Maleficent, you're doing it wrong. Because who wants to be Captain Hook? Um, you have to be Maleficent. You absolutely yeah. have to be yeah. Maleficent. She's I mean, you best. can be the Queen of Hearts. I guess that's okay. But like, the Queen of Hearts is kind of lame. You can be the Queen, the evil Queen. Although I don't really like Snow White, but oh yeah, the evil Queen would be legitimately a good villain to play. Ugh. Okay. Well. Um. Well, we haven't talked about the game. <laughs> okay, talked about the game at anyway, all. Anyway, finish finish talking about the game. I haven't played it yet. I watched some people playing it the night that I played uh, Quacksalber because that's the only full yes. game that I had to play while I was at Gen Con was Quacksalber, a game that I had already played before. But I love it. Yeah, and um, it's coming out in America November. soon. They said November. I think they wanted to have it for Gen Con, but uh, they didn't. anyway. Um, <sighs> anyway, so villainous. I, I was watching some people play, and they looked like they were having a super good time. Um, it was a bunch of dudes, which I loved watching a bunch of grown men playing a Disney game. Yeah, I, I love that was Disney. Awesome. Yeah, but it's just really fun. It was a bunch of like big burly guys, and they were all sitting around playing a Disney game, and I just loved it. it Everyone's was so allowed cool. to love Disney. I know. It's do you know what I'm saying though? Like, there was a time when you wouldn't have seen a bunch of burly guys playing a Disney game. I and guess. I love that. I, I absolutely love it. I thought I, it was great. I don't know, but I, I'm really mad. Like, okay, I'm not mad. I'm not mad, but so um, talk about villainous. One of the guys you can play as, yeah. One of the villains, yeah. Doesn't uh, not a villain, not a Disney villain that anyone cares Who about. Is it? Um, Prince John. Oh well, yeah, Prince John, like from Robin Hood. Of that's course. not a classic Disney villain. Uh yeah, that's a classic. That's a Disney classic movie. Okay, but and at I the same love time, that movie. There are other Disney villains that could have been in this game. Well, maybe they're going to add more later. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they want to have an expansion. Um, so you go around the board, you move, you do villainous actions. Um, you play cards from your hand. It's got take that mechanic. It's mostly a hand management game. But uh, honestly, you're going to be getting it for the theme. Um, I mean, it's it's a good game. It's an OK game, but you're mostly going to be buying it for the theme, which is Disney villains. You can play I'm as Jafar. I will def- definitely, definitely be buying the game. Uh, and there is a how to play video. There's a watch it. So played. it looks like you can play Maleficent, the Queen of Hearts, mm-hmm. um, Prince John. Um, who is this? Uh, Maleficent, Ursula, Ursula, Jafar, Prince John, Queen of Hearts, Captain Hook. Oh, yeah, yeah Captain Hook. That's who that is. That's his hat. Yes. Okay. The, the I think the thing. game looks really fun. Um, but that I'm a huge fan of Disney villains. So. And the art in the game looks just really cool. But like, OK, real talk. Gaston is the best Disney villain. Oh, come on. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Ugh. yeah. Whatever. Or, OK, 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 fine. Scar. No, no. Um, Maleficent. Maleficent. OK. Yeah. Well, Maleficent and then probably Ursula. Cruella DeVille. Eh, she's OK. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, she can rank in top 10. OK. I mean, 
Thor is definitely in the top ten. Oogie Boogie. Mm, you can put him up there. Okay. Well, I, I do. I do fully expect that they'll do some sort of expansion to this and add other. I can see them doing like little blister packs where you can just get like Isma. Yeah. Kind of like a uh, Monopoly gamer packs where you just get like a character and some cards. OK, well, um, I think we've talked enough about Disney. We didn't really even get into it. So let's talk about our favorite genre of board games, dexterity games. Ice cool, too. Yes, I, I was looking at that. I have not bought it. I own Ice Cool 1 and have never then guess what? played it. You own Ice Cool 2. Okay. Ice Cool 2 is the exact same, exact same pieces. It just makes it bigger. Except they're flipped. They're mirrored. Okay. So it just makes it bigger. Yeah. Right? You can put so it all together. It's the same game. It's a standalone game, but it's also an expansion because they're they're right. They're mirrored. So you can use them to make bigger a bigger set, mm-hmm. which gives you access to a couple of new things. Um, you've got some new layout options. You've got a new game mode called the race. Um, it makes it so you have uh, up to eight players, which um, maybe is too many for that kind of game. Seems like a lot. But yeah, it's exactly the same game, pretty much, um, except mirrored. Okay. So, I mean, there's not much I can say. Um, it's a game where you you have like little weebles that wobble and they don't fall down, but they're <laughs> penguins and you have to flick them through a maze and you have to learn how to curve them around corners. And no matter what you do, they're always going to get stuck in the doorways where the boxes meet and there's nothing you can do about it because you just have to get better at the game. Yep, that's that's true. It's a flicking game. Yeah, I've watched people play. I have not played it, but I do have it. My, I've watched my nephews play it. It's a cute game. Yeah, it is. It's like a, I mean, Pitch Car is a game for kids, but it's like a kid's version of Pitch Car, even yeah. though that doesn't really make sense. This next game is not for children. Oh, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Just don't let them put the marbles in their nose. <laughs> Tower of Madness. Uh, I've been I've been excited about this one for a while. Yes. So we've talked about this um, for like a year now. Yeah. Like, well, not a year ever since um, Gamma. So since like April, but it feels like a year. Yeah. I mean, it feels like so Tower of Madness from Smirk and Dagger Games. Um, so part of it is very much like a Kerplunk. Yes. Um, Even though every time I say that, you say, no, it's more than that. Well, it is a lot more. It than is. That. But the um, main mechanic of the game. See, I don't feel like that's the main mechanic. I feel like the Kerplunk part is the side mechanic. The main mm-hmm. mechanic of the game is the dice game. OK. Um. At least from my understanding, I couldn't play it yet because it requires at least three players. Yes. And you don't know three people. I I don't know. It's just over the weekend. I was just playing with my husband. And so I need to get together with, I don't know, my my podcast co-host. I don't know. Um, Yeah. Okay. so Tower of Madness. So it's um, got this it's got this clock tower that has all of the tentacles, all the tentacles coming out of it. And it's full of marbles and it's. It's press your luck. There's a dice, the the dice game. Again, I love dice games, but it, you know, obviously it's a Cthulhu. Yeah, it's game, Cthulhu. So you're trying not to go insane. Um, there's the three dimensional clock tower. It stands a, f- a full foot tall. Yes, and it's it's so that's that's cool in itself. Um, they had promo marbles at Gen Con. Oh, I didn't see those. Oh, so I didn't get those. They were just. Different marbles in a Ziploc bag. 
Oh, like it was, it was just a Ziploc bag with some marbles in it. They may have been out by the time you managed to get over there. I don't know. Well, I mean, I didn't get the game until Sunday. So, oh, yeah, they probably were out of the. Yeah. I mean, so basically you're you're doing these, these pressure luck dice rolls. And if you fail your investigation rolls, then you're forced to draw a tentacle from the tower. And um, any marbles that fall as a result of you know pulling out that tentacle um, affect your character immediately. Um, so it either adds to your your discovery total or it gains you. So so some of the marbles that fall are going to be good, but then every so often there's going to be bad ones that are like there's like doom marbles and there's only three of them in the tower, but as those fall, eventually they're going to like end the game. So you're trying to do stuff before all three of those doom marbles fall basically well i thought it was if one of them falls i think it's all three of them but i'm not like i said i haven't played it yet so well i'm not 100 percent sure um i only demoed it planning was if any single one of them falls but it may be if all three of them fall. i don't know we'll, we'll have to know. look at the rule book we will be playing this one uh, oh. for a video at some point oh definitely, definitely because um we're gonna be starting video content here pretty soon yes and so. i know we keep saying that but here's the deal right so um got a new house it's gonna have a dedicated studio space but there's more issues uh than initially anticipated uh with the house structurally etc so but it's Stay coming. Tuned. It's coming pretty soon. We're really excited, yeah. and you're going to start being able to see some videos. Um, we're going to start being able to get um, some more tabletop simulator things going, and so those of you that have tabletop yeah, simulator will computer, be able to join us. If it doesn't, so we're, we'll talk more about that. But we're really excited about it, and um, follow us on social media, and we'll talk about it on social media as well. You know what else we'll talk about and play on video? What the executives because. Every oh. single one of the people in our group owns this game. <laughs> yes, they do. That's how much we love it. We Every love single person in our group owns this game. Yes. There were three new. Well, OK. I, I mean, three and then new in parentheses expansions. Yes. That were available at Gen Con. Um, one was technically available at Origins and the other two were from a Kickstarter. Which we had already backed. Yes. So. So the networks executives, it adds a whole new layer to the game. Um, you know, I don't think that it overly complicates the game, but it definitely complicates the game more. You, um, you choose a network executive at the start of the game. They have variable player powers. Um, it, it, the expansion also comes with some new TV shows, which I think are cool. And so if they haven't played the game. Oh yeah. We don't, we don't, we should explain what this game is. So if you haven't played the game, you are running a um, cable access network and you have to put crappy cable access shows into the into good time slots with ads to mm -hmm. support your shows. And as the game goes on, you can get better crappy shows yes. into but they're all going to be like really crappy shows like what are some what are some of them? Oh, the, the well, one that we always really funny. The one that we always fight over is Dr. What? Um, because, of course, you want Dr. What on your channel. Yes. And actually, that brings us into the next uh, thing that was available for it, which is Teletime, which adds a bunch of British TV shows. But they're not real shows. I mean, they're obviously based on real the shows. Like if you look at them, you're going to be like, oh, I get it. Yeah. 
Like one of them is like ginger babes in bikinis or um, like there's one that's about I can't remember the title of it. But I mean, there's literally ones that are about like watching old people sleep Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. I mean, it's just it's it's really funny. And they're very clearly making fun of like really bad cable access networks and stuff. And then there's also another mini expansion that is more executives, which was the all of the bonus stuff, but packaged in a way that you could buy them if you missed the Kickstarter. So that's cool. If you missed the Kickstarter, you can still get the stuff. It's got some new pilot cards for like the pilot season, which is if you don't know anything about TV show. um, If you make a crappy TV show, you have to pitch it to your network and you make a pilot episode or sometimes several pilot episodes. So, okay, Uh, I'll leave you to learn more about TV production on your own. But um, I picked up all three of these and uh, I'm going to make John D play with the new stuff. Yeah. Because you'll have to work so hard to get me to play. Yeah. Yep. So um, these next three, I think, just warrant like a quick mention because um, neither one of us actually picked these up. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. I see what you're doing. I think that they warrant a mention because I feel like a lot of people that I know picked these up or they were in a lot of um, people's like Instagram Gen Con hall pictures. So I feel like these were kind of Gen Con buzz hits. Mm -hmm. So one of them was Pantone. Which I watched, they were doing a demo, and I watched, and I was like, I see the appeal of this, but it's, I don't think this is for me. So the way the game works is, it, it's it's like charades, sort of. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm sorry, not charades, um, Pictionary. Yeah, yeah. And you have um, color swatches, and you have to, like, okay, let's say, like, I gotta make Abraham Lincoln. So, okay, well, you have the colors, you kind of build a thing, you make Abraham Lincoln, and the first round you can do whatever you want the second round you're restricted to a couple i think it's just like you can only use three colors Mm -hmm. and then the third round you can only use three cards period right so you have to pictionary style figure out what your your teammates making it seems cool i don't think it's for me yeah that's fair i mean it's just it's another party-ish style game and but it seems really fun like if you're into that kind of game and it plays up to 20 players Because it's a party game. Yeah. So, I mean, everybody, I mean, it's one of those ones where, like, literally every Gen Con hall picture that I have seen, like, had Pantone. So, I feel like it just warranted a mention of this. This was definitely a quiet Gen Con hit. Um, It's not one that everybody's talking about, but it's definitely one that everybody bought. So, um, another one is Newton. Um, It's one that I haven't heard a lot of people talk about, but I certainly... At least not like on social media, but at Gen Con itself, I saw a lot of people carrying it, saw a lot of people playing it. Um, so Newton um, is set. It, it's. Uh, uh, I mean, I saw a lot of people carrying this around, but yeah, I, I don't know anything. About I feel it. like this one literally is a is a quiet hit of Gen Con. Like you can't say that about all of these. No, that's why I said this one. That's why I said these three, <laughs> the three that we mentioned that I that I'm mentioning right now. OK, um, this being the second of the three. So Pantone, this one and the next one that I'm going to mention. So this one is about the, the fact that when the scientific scientific method um, was invented, then the scientific revolution happened. And so, you know, this, our perception of the universe changed. So the, the game is kind of, I assume, based around people like Galileo, Copernicus, uh, Bacon, and of course, Sir Isaac Newton. Right. There's a lot going on here. I would, 
I would have to play this game before I decided to buy it. I'd have to. There's a lot going on here. I might be willing to buy it depending on if I can get a good deal on it or not. I mean, um, I don't know that I would want to pay full price without paying it, without playing right. it first. But, you know, I do I do really like um, deck building, hand management type games. So and depending if somebody I know and trust really, you know, trust a lot gives me feedback on it, then, mm-hmm. um, you know, I might be willing to get it. But, yeah, I feel felt like it needed to be mentioned because a lot of people were excited about this one. So, well, you know what I was excited about? Um, Coinbra? Uh, no. That's the third one that I was Oh, you want to do all three of them now? Okay. Yeah, because I said three. Okay, fine. So, Coinbra was another one that. That I almost bought at Origins and decided that it was too expensive and I didn't want to buy it without playing it. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, well, um, so this was another one that a lot of people um, at Gen Con were talking about. Oh, I have to get Coinbra. I have to get Coinbra. Um, and I had not heard of this one until all of a sudden at Gen Con, everybody was talking about it. So it's a card drafting dice rolling set collection game. So those are all mechanics that I enjoy. So I was kind of disappointed that I hadn't heard of this until all of a sudden everybody was talking about it at Gen Con. Um, it's got a really high rating on on BGG. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's on my list to definitely check out. Yeah, yeah, it is on my list now as well. Um, it is, it, according to BGG, it has a new dice mechanism. Um, I don't know. It's hard to have something that's new in, in this day and age. But it says that players draft each round. Um, they, they draft dice each round that are used in multiple ways to have an impact on many aspects of their decision making. Whatever that means, I don't know. <laughs> That's just what BGG says. I don't know what that means. But the game is set in Portugal. Yes. 15th and 16th century Portugal. Yes. Which makes sense. Um, I don't think that it's... uh, I I, I don't know. Um, So Eggertspiel published the game, but Plan B had it at their booth. So it's not a follow-up to Azul, but it's similar in theme because of of Portugal. So maybe that's why they're selling it together. Cause I don't think plan B has anything to do with it. It's Pegasus and Eggertspiel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Um, it, it looks really cool. It does. But it, looks it was really like 80 cool. bucks. So when we were trying to figure out like, okay, we're, we're budgeting for games cause we got to pay for a bunch of other stuff like this house. We were like, okay, well that game can wait. It's on my list though. Um, Coimbra and and Newton are both on my list now. So Yeah, if you buy them, I'll play them. Yeah. Definitely. That's fair. Okay. Now I can talk about Meeple Circus? Yes. Meeple Circus has an expansion. Well, it's a mini expansion. It adds it's a couple of new rules and it adds a dude that you flick up in the air. Oh, no way. So it's called the Wild and Aerial Show. Well, that makes sense. And uh, one of the new pieces is it's like a little teeter-totter ramp thing. Yeah. And you put the dude on there, and if he's in your show, to get him into the to the circus, you have to flick him, flick him up into the air. Oh. Um, Meeple Circus is a dexterity stacking game that is circus-themed. Um, you have to, like, build your circus act. Um, it's a dexterity game. 
Oh, I love that game. It's so much fun. It's really good. It's on my 10 by 10. It's such a great game. the remaining like three or whatever plays that I have are going to be played with this new character. Uh, We'll do a video of playing that game. we have. For sure. Um, I'm talking about like for our. Oh, a new one. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but we did a video like New Year's last year. Yeah, we just did like some short like Instagram videos. Like we'll do do a playthrough of that one because it's it's super funny to watch people do that final round. Um, (laughs) Especially if you get like there's some cards in there that are just ridiculous. There are some interesting interesting ones. It's a great game. Um, So, yeah. So welcome to yes it had we've a talked very, about this well, yeah it had a very 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 limited release at Origins yes it also had a very limited release at Gen Con it did it was a little less, bit wider it was less limited yeah. more people were able to get a hold of it at Gen Con um, I don't know when their full production release is going to be um, I think it is this month let's hope um, I still haven't gotten the game. Um, Because it wasn't like super high on my list. I still want to own it, but it's not super high on mine. We got this in the first hour. I mean, it's a great game. Um, It wasn't high enough on my list that I like sent somebody to the booth um, to pick it up or anything. I actually had forgotten about it until it was too late. They also did a huge charity event where they had like their goal. And I I haven't talked to them. And it is, by the way, um, when you say they. Oh, it is um, uh, Deepwater Games. Yes. Um, they were hosting a charity event at Gen Con where they wanted to get like 300 people. There's yeah, theoretically no player no. limit. I mean, as many people that want to play it, as, as many score sheets as you have. Yeah, it's like bingo style play. Yeah. So they, they have up on the projector. I don't know how they did it. I didn't go to the event. Um, um, they The way the game works is you flip over cards and it's like the a cards roll tell and you. Write. Yeah, it's a roll and write, but instead, instead of rolling, of rolling it's flipping. A, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, the, there's theoretically no player limit. You can play the, if the box says one to 100 players because there's 100 score sheets in the box. Um, but yeah, I assume their charity event went, went really well. Pro tip. Anytime you have a game that requires score laminate. sheets, laminate and then just use dry erase markers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I actually own a laminator. <laughs> yes. Well, your husband does. Well, okay, yeah. <laughs> that he bought That's to make fair. Amiibo cards. He did. He did. <laughs> but we recently, like I was talking about one, I had forgotten he owned it, and I was talking about how I've recently purchased several games that require score sheets, and I said, we need to get a laminator so that oh, we geez, can do Johnny. that. And he was like, um, he's like, we have a laminator? And I was like, oh, right. I, I don't know. I, th- I don't know if this would be a good, if this one would make for entertaining video content it would not i don't think it would it's very slow although it's not a boring next game, play, but it is a very slow game next time i play i want to name my town the jungle um so it says welcome, welcome to, to the, jungle. the jungle well mine was as you know butteville butteville so it was buttville it was not buttville it was totally but- <laughs> buttville but montana okay do you remember like a year ago, I was talking about this Kickstarter that I was really sad I couldn't get into. Wait a minute, we, were we done? Are we talking? About? Okay, fine. Let's talk about Welcome to some more. What are well, we talking? I mean, about? I was just saying when you're talking about Roland Rights, I also oh bought, yes, I bought another Roland Right while I was at Gen Con. This is the Gray Fox games, is that? Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. yes. So um, I also have this game. <laughs> yeah, I played it over the weekend. It's cool. It is. It I'm is sorry, really it's called cool. Harvest Dice. Harvest we should, Dice. We should tell. So, them. um, it's all about like planting vegetables in your garden which is i bought it for the theme or feeding your pig Mm -hmm. so yeah i really enjoyed it and just hadn't played a lot of rolling rights before so that's true yeah i think welcome to is probably your first because you i think whenever i was like oh it's a rolling right i I was like what's that that yeah yeah i didn't know yeah i didn't know what that meant um you know it's a it's 
uh, I don't want to say it's a dying genre of games because Cool Mini are not just I'm sorry, Simon um, published two new like crayon train games mm-hmm. um, that were on my list to look at, but I never made it over to their area. Um, but Trash Pandas, it was a Kickstarter. They it was a very very small print run. They only have like 250 copies, uh, and the Kickstarter filled up. So I was like, oh, I'll just camp on it, try to get in, whatever. It didn't happen. Game right publishes it now. They, okay. they picked it up. Uh, the, the differences are very minor. Um, it's art mostly similar to what they did when they picked up Sushi Go. They redid all the art. Mm-hmm. But Trash Panda is, you can now get it. It is a dice rolling, press your luck hand management game. So you roll the dice, you take a token that matches. The press your luck comes in because if you've already taken the token and you roll the die and you get that token again, you bust. Okay. So you... It's I got, assume it's raccoon. Yes, it's raccoons. Um, it's got some take of that because you can uh, affect other players' rolls or you can be like, oh, oh, well, I decided that I'm done. I'm going to I'm gonna stop here. I'm going to take the tokens and do the actions. Oh, I've got this card that says you have to roll the dice some more. And then you can force them to bust. It's real cute because it's pandas and the the trash cards that they're pulling out are real cute things. There's like um, there's a doggo. There's a kid. There's a fish. There's a fish a nanners. There's a blamo. There's a yum yum. There's a shiny. There's a mm pie, which is mm pie. which is a pizza. Um, but it's it's it is really cute. And if you like raccoons or whatever check it out god we're an hour yeah well let's 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 plow through patchwork express is exactly the same as patchwork except there's less pieces and they're bigger it takes less time it's a great two-player game that's fair i've never played patchwork oh i really like patchwork but um i've played the other quilt game quilt show oh yeah that's a way different game patchwork it's it came out around the same time i thought it was funny that there were two quilt themed games at the same time um if you already own patchwork honestly you probably don't need patchwork express okay um i bought it we played it i felt like it was good um i think it would go great on a shelf next to ticket to ride new york it's a much quicker version of the game okay but is it too quick maybe the other thing that i picked up that john d has mixed feelings about it's a it's not an app enabled game so much as a device enabled game it's called win in rome it requires an amazon echo device um which i guess she's not okay she didn't turn on (laughs) Um, So it's a trivia game and you split into teams. You interact with your Alexa device. It's all of the trivia questions are asked by people that live in the city. So like if your character is in Barcelona and you're like, I want to answer a question about Barcelona. Someone that lives in Barcelona actually will answer the question. I'm sorry, ask the question for you and then you have to answer it and you get points and move around the board and um, pick up souvenirs that are worth bonus points. I don't know. It's really weird, but I definitely want to do a play playthrough 
on video and make you That's play. That's fair. I mean, I'll play it. And like I said, I just have mixed. I mean, we're going to do a whole episode about oh, games yeah. like this. Oh, yeah. So we will definitely get into my mixed feelings. I just have mixed feelings about these. These, I think they're gimmicky. Definitely. I you are correct. This is this is absolutely a gimmick. But you know what? You know, a few months ago, I was so against this. I would have just like, you know, if I want to play this game 10 years from now, I'm not going to be able to play the game 10 years from now. You were absolutely not going to be able to. But I want you to think about what were board games 10 years ago? Do you even care about board games 10 years ago? I mean, yes, there are some like pandemic that are still right. I mean, that's fair, but I don't. I don't want Aren't every most sp- games gimmicky. Some of them are. Yeah. But I don't necessarily want to spend money on a game that I'm not ha- that I'm absolutely not going to be able to play in five years or whatever. I don't think that Amazon will ever drop support for their smart speakers. Could they won't. But the game itself might not be able to be played in a few years. Who knows? But, um, but we can play it now and. We will play it now and we'll to be fair, that game probably won't have more than a month or two. Uh, yeah. Power, yeah. I mean, so. it's good. It's fun. But yeah, I, it's not something that I am excited to break out like, oh, I'm going to have some people over. We're going to have game night. We're going to play Win in Rome. Right. It's right. a cool game. It's a really cool game. But yes, it is 100 percent sold to me on because of the gimmick. Yeah, that's it's fair. a trivia game. Not a big fan of trivia games, but because it uses my Amazon smart speaker, I had to check it out and it was that's pretty fair. cheap. It's like twenty five bucks. That's fair. Which, yeah, is 25 bucks, but, you know, gets $25 worth of enjoyment out of it. Great. Yeah. Okay, well, that's it. That that was a lot of games that we talked about. It was, um, but Gen Con's a lot of, a lot of conventions. It's so. also a lot of food. It is. We don't so, have a recipe this week. Because, so, because we talked about we're going to be doing yeah. some different things with our, with our food portion. We of will still do recipes. Just occasionally. Not, yeah. It's just not going to be. So, we're gonna, just going to do some different things with our food portion. So, this time we're going to be talking about, you know, when you go to Gen Con, games aren't the only thing that people do. People do a lot of eating yes. at Gen Con. I, every year, look forward to going to Weber Grill. I always look forward to going to the Ram, which a lot of people do because by Sunday, the nerds have eaten the Ram out of food. Yes. The Ram always runs out of food and they just close their doors on Sunday. Yep. So um, the Ram is someplace I always look forward to eating. And they have this burger that has jalapenos and peanut butter on them. Mm-hmm. I always get it without the jalapenos because I can't handle the spiciness. Well, then you couldn't have handled what I got at the Ram. Oh, probably not because you said you ate a spicy burger. Yeah. Normally it's called the Sergeant Pepper. Um during Gen Con, it was it was a Starfinder, you know, like Akatonian. Yeah, they change spicy the names burger. of their burgers every like during the convention. It's it's a cool idea, but it's really dumb because afterwards. Oh, is that me? It was. Uh, afterwards, I'm like, man, that burger that I got was really good. I have no idea what burger it was. I mean, there's one that's called the butt face of a burger. Normally, uh, I believe it's pronounced butte. Whatever. Um, yes. So you had you had the peanut butter burger. I did. Um, and I don't know what it's they don't normally yeah. have it on their menu. They, they've gotten rid of it off of their menu and they only bring it back during Gen Con. So. I had that burger at Scotty's. Yeah. Scotty's also does yes. have a peanut butter burger and I've had it at Scotty's before mm-hmm. and it's also delicious. Yeah. So. One of them's on a pretzel bun. The other one's not on a pretzel bun. Yeah. But I don't remember which one is which. It doesn't matter. I don't remember either. But it's delicious. And I know it sounds weird if you've never had a burger that has peanut butter on it, but it actually is it's really, really good. good. Um, you also went to Fogo de Chao? I did. I went to Fogo de Chao. For your first time going... I've never been to a Brazilian steakhouse before, and this was my first time. Did you time. just keep flipping it back over to green, like, the second that they walked away? I just left it away? on green. <laughs> <laughs> 
So we started out at the salad bar, and I was just like, Shh, forget why would, this. Yeah, why would you get I'm salad? I'm like, why would the, you? Yeah. Why, I mean, I like have a very small plate of stuff at the salad bar, and then no, I was like, Shh, no. If you're going to a, a Brazilian steakhouse, well, we had a vegan person with us, and so she ate. Oh, that's not your problem. I mean, she the, she said that she was actually really surprised at all the amazing stuff at the salad yeah, bar. Yeah, somehow they had like vegan lamb shanks made with 100% real lamb. Don't know how it's vegan, oh my but God, shut up, it is. They had amazing stuff on the salad bar that she was able to eat. But um, yeah, so I just left my my thing on green for for most of the... They just come by, they've got a huge thing of meat and a sword, oh and they God, go... The food was just... They slice you off some meat? So... Um, it was amazing. And I believe one of the quotes that, that were said during the meal that cracked me up was, um, if you don't wake up in the middle of the night with the meat sweats, you're not doing it right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's true. Oh, and I had this, this drink that, um, what did they call it? Water. No, (laughs) no, it had, it was like, uh, oh, I can't remember what they called it. It was kind of like this lemonade milk type no, it wasn't milk. It was like, I don't know what, what it was called. Is, okay. I don't. What? Oh, man. Now I got to look it up. This, it was delicious. Mm, okay. Well. Hold this. Just hold on. Hold on. We're live. Oh, yeah. I can't edit this. I mean, I can, but I'm not going to. When have I ever edited anything out of this show? Um. Really? Yeah. Name one thing that I've edited out. Don't do it. Don't, don't do it. <laughs> Don't name it. Um, okay, well, while you're looking that up, you also went to St. Elmo's, and then you write, how do you like your steak cooked? Do you even eat steak? You've seen me eat steak, John. I couldn't remember. But no, I oh, ate it. Oh, yeah, it is. It's like uh, lemonade and condensed sweet milk wow, or whatever. gross. It's actually really good. Well, um, not convinced. But to answer your question, um, medium or medium rare? Same. Same. Because if I'm going to eat a steak, I want to eat a steak. If I'm going to eat a hamburger, that's when I get it well done. We've we've had this discussion. We've had this discussion. Because when you take ground beef, you are mixing the outside of the meat in with the inside of the meat, and you're spreading the bacteria versus a steak where the inside of the meat should be sterile because it's been sealed off. So, yes, you can get external bacterial bacteria on the outside of the steak, but then you cook the outside of the steak. You leave the inside of the steak nice and juicy. But yeah. ground beef, you need to cook. Anyway, um, yeah, I always get probably medium rare when I get a good, a really good mm-hmm. steak. Um, in fact, if it's, if it's, I was at a really nice steakhouse in Florida and they overcooked my steak and I, it was like a. Oh yeah. If it's a nice steakhouse, you send it back. I, I, they ended up comping my steak cause they were very upset that they had overcooked my steak. Yeah. If you're at like Applebee's and they cook your steak wrong, first of all, don't go to Applebee's. Don't go to Applebee's but, and get a steak. Like, I don't but, think. If you're an Applebee's and you order steak and it's cooked wrong, you went to Applebee's. What do you expect? But if you go to like an actual like steak restaurant, if you go to a steak restaurant and you're paying like sixty dollars for a for yeah. just the steak, not counting your sides, and they right. overcook your steak, then uh, yeah, send it back. But anyway, I did not have that problem at St. Elmo's Steakhouse. My steak was amazing, and so was my crumb my creme brulee dessert. And um, so St. Elmo's is also famous for this for this shrimp cocktail yeah it's real gross oh it's delicious but mm. i um yeah you can't eat that i don't no, i did eat it did you die no i did not die although um i knew i because it's it's got this horseradish sauce and 
it's not so much spicy. I mean, it's not, it's mm. not spicy like the kind yeah, that Yeah, it's would, just cocktail sauce and horseradish. Yeah. That's all so it is. it's not so much spicy, but it will clear out your sinuses. Yeah. Like, I took the first bite, and I, I was just like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, I'm going to cry. But it, it was it's delicious. Okay. It's just, yeah. Well, I don't eat shrimp, so, but I do eat Kickstarters. You do. You eat a lot of Kickstarters. Um, so here's the deal. I like Power Rangers. I like Super Sentai more than I like Power Rangers, but Power Rangers. So it is a five player game. Um, and from what the guy told me now, he couldn't answer a lot of my questions. So this could be wrong. Um, five players. You all can play as Rangers. There's not one person that has to be like the game, like in Zombie Side or Ninja Turtles. There has to be someone to run the game or Dungeons and Dragons or whatever. Um, so you can all play as a Ranger. You have to fight the Putty Patrollers. Um, Rita Repulsa, Lord Zed, and then I'm not going to talk about the Shattered Grid expansion in case you are interested in reading the comic, but um, there is some content from there. Um, the Kickstarter, I, again, like I said, I have no information on because it's not up yet, but if you are into Power Rangers and you're into cooperative games um, with miniatures that aren't, that aren't many... You should definitely check it out because um, if you're like me and you grew up watching the Power Rangers in your formative years when you were like, oh, yeah, karate's cool. And, you know, whatever. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, um, yes, two to five players. Oversized plastic miniatures. And if you're at, um, what is it? It's not Ranger Stop. Ranger Stop's the other one. If you're at Power Morphicon, I believe is the one that's happening. They should have. They should have a playable version of it there. So if you go to that Power Rangers convention, you should check it out. And then I did another thing since we're talking about dumb Japanese stuff. Hanafuda. Which are those flower cards that you see in every anime. Um, Oh, yeah. yeah. So there's not Hanafuda is not a game. No, it is those cards. Nintendo used to make Hanafuda card. That's how they got. Mm hmm. I mean, that's that's the origin of the of the, the company. Um, there is a guy that is doing a Kickstarter for some Hanafuda cards and a book to teach you some um, some games, 37 games, 236 pages. Um, he, he's calling it a, a fusion of Hanafuda and poker cards. So that's kind of weird. But, I mean, he, he's done them as Hanafuda cards on one side. Um, not on one side, but uh, two different decks. Um, one of them is Hanafuda cards. The other one is the Hanafuda cards, but also poker cards. And they have, like, little cheat sheets that have the numbers and what suits they're part of. Because Hanafuda doesn't have suits the way that Western-style cards have suits. They're based on flowers. Um, but anyway, yeah, um... We will have links to both of those. I'll just have to add the Power Rangers one afterwards um, because it doesn't launch until after we're done recording. Oops. So you'll add the link before it before it goes live. Yes. Right. Yes. Before anyone else knows. Okay. well, that's all I've got. Hopefully this episode came out. okay. we had a lot of issues, technical issues. Growing pains. Yeah, because we have this we have a new computer just for recording. Yay! And it, it has some sound card issues, I think. I hope. Yep. 
Hope that's all it's it. Oh, hope that's all that's it. Yep. <laughs> all right. So, um, well, until next time, Jared. You can eat shit and dice. is an independent production of Swin Media and is distributed under a Creative Commons license, attribution, non-commercial, share alike, 4.0, international.